So what's up? Not much. Just had some almonds, and I'm feeling fired up. Feeling fired up. Fired it's, up. It's been it's been kind of hot, so I'm, I'm sorry true. that you're doused in flame. <laughs> yes, I need to jump into a pool of um, dead souls. A to pool of cool a off. pool of <laughs> a great looking pool of dead. God, hard, sorry, hold on. I'm just trying to fit. Like, the gain on my mic is so sensitive. Like, if I turn it just a tiny notch to the right, it suddenly looks blown out as shit. But a tiny notch... Okay, this looks fine. This is fine. This looks fine. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good to me. It's it's fucking hot out. Yeah, I'd love to take a bath. I'd love to take a bath in a thing of souls. (laughs) Is it a pool of souls? I... I mean... It's... It's probably got some... Is it a room of souls? (laughs) <laughs> now that I will not entertain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just Discord end call sound. <laughs> end recording. End recording. <laughs> <laughs> not recording anymore. <laughs> not putting up with that shit. Booty <laughs> boo. <laughs> I am a bot. You can't treat me like this. <laughs> well, how I are have, you? I, I have unionized with Septopus and Brookspot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. Um, it's It's been hot, but it was kind of nicely cool, like, last night and stuff. That's good. Like, yeah, I... I stepped outside to smoke, but before I did, I was like, mm, I should probably put some jeans on. And then when I got outside, I was like, damn, I'm glad I put these jeans on, because it's fucking cold out here. <laughs> Yeah, I went to my friend's house, we had dinner, and we, like, walked to a restaurant, and the whole way there, we were just like, (sighs) but then after dinner, when I went home, it was, like, a nice, cool breeze. Yeah. It's, like, not even that bad. It's the sun. Oh. Yeah. The heat from the sun. They don't don't teach you that in, they don't teach you that in school. They're too busy teaching you algebra, Mm -hmm. which you'll never, which you'll never use in your life. They should be teaching you how the sun works. Yeah. They just told us it was a big ball of fire. Yeah. And that it was really hot, but they never said anything about weather. Right. (laughs) Just staring at the sun every day, trying to figure out what's going on. God. (laughs) What's your deal? Oh, God. That does remind me that I used to fucking, like, for a while, every day, I would, like, look at the sun for not, like, a long period of time, but, like, long enough to make my nose tingle, and I don't <laughs> know why. I did not like the feeling that it gave me. I wasn't, like, building up an immunity to looking at the sun. I just did it, and I don't know why. <laughs> that is so weird. Did you think it would heal you of something, maybe? I don't think so. <laughs> But like I was, I was on, I, I was like severely depressed and undiagnosed. So maybe, maybe I did, and I just don't remember it. <laughs> That's incredible. Because I, I was gonna say I, I would have guessed the immunity thing, but no. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I wanted, I wanted to be able to stare at the sun for longer. <laughs> you didn't like do it, doing it, so you did it so that you could do it more. Right. It was a grim duty. <laughs> Every day, get out of school, go to the bus loop, up, sun's out, time to look at it for 10 to 15 seconds, make my nose tingle. (laughs) Absolutely unable to figure out what the fuck I was doing in middle or high school. (laughs) Well, hindsight is 20-20. I'm sure it made sense at the time. Um, Yeah. (laughs) 
Hindsight is like 2040 because I spent too much time looking at the sun. everyone it's your number one indiana jones 2 podcast uh i'm sarah aka a benny saved as a benny earned <laughs> and i'm val flight cub aka the mummy and the daddy and the mummy and the daddy <laughs> uh yeah we, we 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 don't normally do nicknames here but uh a minute before we started recording val was like okay do you have a nickname picked out and i was like no but i can get one real quick <laughs> I sat down and I said, this is my show now. We're going right. by my rules. <laughs> right. Because truth be told, I, if, if I may peel back the curtain just a little bit to the listening mm-hmm. audience, I I like doing this show a lot. I like people coming on and talking to me about the movies that they like, that they bring to me. But at the same time, I've been feeling like I kind of... I mean, A, of all, hosting the show with that, on your own with a rotating guest chair is a challenge. Uh, mm. It's just, it, I don't mean to sound like I have a bad time doing it, but it's just like, compared to when I did the show with Blair, who I just have like, I, I get to come back to that chemistry week after week, whereas with a different person every week, I'm kind of like building from ground, building from square one, yeah. or like square four if they're a returning guest. <laughs> um, and, and, and combined with the fact that I haven't really been able to pick out a movie in a while, I had been kind of lamenting like a bit of fatigue, and so Val Val here swooped in, and they were like, "Hey, what if we did a we did an episode? I take all the notes, you pick the movie, and since Val and I have done a lot of podcasts together, the chemistry is here. Like, innate, like I mean, Val, yes. I just personally think you have great. You just have like a lot of great chemistry with whoever you're on a mic with. Like, I think that's Thank a very you. good thing about you. But the fact that I know you and have done a lot of shows with you, kind of, you know." Yeah. Even pushes that pushes that even further. So thank so thank shouts out to Val and Val. Now tell your joke about why you had to take over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we can pretend that it was all the stuff that you said, but <laughs> the real reason is because the the epi- the show this week is about the mummy, mm-hmm. and you are a lesbian. This is true. Shouts out to all the lesbians. Gotta be one of my favorite genders. Um, But I am a bisexual. And as a bisexual, I am um, more of an expert in the mummy and its appeal than than any of the other kinds of people there are. Because (laughs) the mummy is a bisexual, iconic movie. I will will say, like, the... the, uh, 
I had heard that about this movie, and I kind of thought that there was going to be another, a second woman in this movie at some point. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to act like I did not love to see Rachel Wise every time she was on screen and doing things. But like, I, I'm literally just like sitting here racking my brain trying to think of another woman that, and like, there's another woman in the opening two minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. There's, yeah, there are. There's no concurrent women <laughs> in the movie. You don't. You only t- the only time you see two women on screen at the same time is one of them is a mummy. <laughs> yeah, one of them is a mummy, and the other one's about to have her life force removed and transferred into this mummy. Uh huh. Yeah. So. But I mean, hey, Rachel <laughs> I Weiss. Didn't, I didn't really catch on to that at, at first, but that is very yeah, true. It's been it's been ticking in my brain for, well because because what happened with this is that I watched it. Uh, I watched this movie like Friday night, and then decided to watch it again today just so that I had a fresh viewing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a fresh and sober viewing of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, and I was having that thought and I was like, there is not another woman. There's not a second woman in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about failing the Bechdel test. <laughs> like, are there two women? No. Okay. Failed step one. Um, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm trying to think of, like, even in background scenes, like, I, I don't know if you hear another woman's voice in the entire movie. No, there's, I mean, because, like, there's a scene where all of the people are, like, running through the streets, and those are all dudes. Those are all dudes, yep. That's so weird. Right? Like... what? <laughs> Maybe Rachel Weisz put that in her contract. She was like, I'm the only girl! <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I have to be special. I need to be, I, I need, listen, she showed up with like, a, a like fucking script length fan fiction about, pro, so prior to the events of this movie, there was, have you ever read Why the Last Man? Okay, think about that, but the other way around. Also, nobody talks about it. Because <laughs> they're all used to it. So it's right. not, yeah. It's, why, like, imagine if Why the Last Man happened, like, 50 years ago. Also, it was girls instead of guys. That's what happen- <laughs> That's what's happening here. And nobody is talking about Rachel White being the last woman on Earth. No, it's fine. It's She had a very specific contract. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we watched a uh, 1999 film, The Mummy, this mm-hmm. week, directed by, uh... Oh, I thought I had that one off the... I thought I had that one on the dome. Stephen Summers. Stephen Summers. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen, for our life. It's a very good movie. I liked it. I liked it. I, I, I think because like your your tweet about um, like asking for questions mentions like nineteen nineties CGI. Uh huh. So I was thinking about it. I really prefer watching turn of the century CGI movies yeah. so yes. much more than na- but nowadays because like. Like, Jurassic Park, right? They have the T-Rex that's, like, in the rain and the dark and you barely see it. And, like, in this, they're all, they're, like, underground and there's, like, sand in the air and, you know, like, like, they know it's not that good, so they obscure it a little bit. Yeah, and, like, it it hasn't aged tremendously, but, like, I I feel like it is, like, I'm comparing this to the CG in the movie that we watched last week, uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, and... I just, like, that was uh, maybe four or five years after this one. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I don't know. Something about this one. I mean, the fact that that movie is, like, anytime they show the CG, it's, like, well lit and everything. Mm. 
I think them obscuring this has made this age really well. Like when you yeah. get a full on shot of the mummy, it does look like it. It does look like a fucking alternate cover for Starcraft Brood War. But like, <laughs> it definitely I, you I like know it's cover- CGI. I like the cover of Starcraft Brood War is the thing. Like it has it has a it has a sense it has a thing about it that I really enjoy that I can't and like this is just speaking of course of the like the actual the model of the you know of the of the whenever the CG is doing something that is not showing me an an amalgamation of a human like mm-hmm. it looks it genuinely looks great like the big fucking yeah. sand explosions and everything I think those look great yeah yeah. And the bugs. The they bouge. probably scripted it in a way that they could do the things that the CG CGI could do well. Like the yes. yeah, they always they have like the big floods of all the scarab beetles, and it's like yeah, those are little black beetles that are just yeah, no one's kind of with, little yeah, dots on the screen. <laughs> you don't you don't have to make the, you don't have to like make those legs move. Just fucking move them. right. <laughs> just move yeah. them across the axis. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, as opposed to you know like twenty twenty one CGI. You have to like the monster does a big scream and you have to like look all the way down its throat from like Go a on. foot away. Go on. <laughs> Which I don't like as much. As <laughs> right, this. me neither. I, I, <laughs> and then it swallows you, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank God. I, <laughs> I've been dealing with an erection all day and you just killed it. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> Uh huh. You have the opposite of a vor kink. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shall we hop into this ding yeah. dang movie? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this fucking movie. So we open the movie on um, ancient Egypt. Okay. You see what I did there? Yeah. Um. So there's a bit of a narration to just like tell us what's happening because everyone's speaking ancient Egyptian and. Maybe there's supposed to be subtitles that say what they're saying, but we didn't get them. So, oh well. Right. I, I I was when I when I was watching this uh, with a uh, friend of the show, previous guest, upcoming September guest, uh, Ryan. Uh, they were like, "Hey, when I watched this movie, they all of the foreign, all of the non English languages had subtitles, if I remember correctly." <laughs> and I was just like, "Well, they're <laughs> um, eh. yeah, nope." Yeah, ours, it, I was, I mean, when I watched it as well by myself to take notes, it was, there was nothing. And I was just like, well, you look, you look stern. So I'm going to bet you said something cool. Um, but basically, yeah, every time somebody says it, something it in does... a foreign language, it just says what language it is. Yeah. Except for the time where Benny's supposedly speaking like Chinese or something. And it literally just says gibberish. Speaking gibberish. Speaking like, gibberish. Hon- honestly, I would not put it past this movie to... I- Honestly, given the time of this movie, I would not put it have put it past them to just make have them said, "Hey, Benny, just make some noises that you think are that you think sound like Chinese." Yes, absolutely, that is what they did. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but like he's in that scene, he is clear. He is like they the subtitles do say he is speaking Arabic and he is speaking mm-hmm. Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. They had translators on Benny. set for that, but <laughs> um. So the ancient Egypt uh, scene at the beginning is just kind of setting up why this mummy is the mummy. So mm-hmm. we meet um, the Pharaoh's uh, high priest, like advisor guy, and the Pharaoh's mistress, who's not supposed to be with anybody else, but oh, she and the high priest meet um, clandestinely and, and smooch each other. 
They do. Yeah. And then the Pharaoh hears about this or something. He, he busts in and um, he's mad at them. So they kill him. Yeah, they kill him. And then that makes everybody really mad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so the Pharaoh's guards discover them. Um, and they're like taking him away. And he's like arguing with the mistress. And according to the subtitles, he says to her, speaks ancient Egyptian. And she says, uh, speaks ancient Egyptian. <laughs> Um, and they pull him away <laughs> and, uh, you see in the shadow, like you don't actually see her do it, but, uh, she kills herself. Yeah. And, so, and we see, we see Imhotep be like, oh fuck, that sucks. I right. like her. She yeah. had banging titties. <laughs> it's like, dang, without me, shorty. Um, so then the narrator says that Imhotep had, uh, like broken in and stolen her body and taken it to the city of the dead um, and stolen a, a black book to revive her, um, to bring her back to life. And he got halfway through the ceremony ritual thingy to bring her back to life. And then, uh, oops, the Pharaoh's guards are here again. And so everybody gets killed horribly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so Imhotep and all of his gar- uh, his assistants, his like monks, priests, uh, get like mummified alive, but yeah. then he gets super mega ultra. <laughs> he gets giga mummified. He gets giga mummified, which is he gets mummified, but also they have like cut off his tongue and they bury him or they put like a bunch of scarabs <laughs> in the sarcophagus with him. So, yeah, giga, giga mummified is when they is when they do all that shit to him, and then also give him uh, 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 a pencil and paper and says, "Draw the character designs for Paradise Killer." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they cut off his tongue so he can't talk about Martha Manhunter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to zero companion companion podcast to this episode zero to zero podcast. <laughs> Listen, it's it's. It's a. It's probably one of my one of, if not my absolute favorite show on on Noise Base. Uh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, to be clear, um, Giga does not use he him pronouns. That was Imhotep. That yeah, Imhotep the yeah. mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So he gets um, Imhotep gets locked in this. When the, when the mummy the mummy goes the mummy goes into it uh, into the sarcophagus he him and then comes out of it with all the character designs and says hey my pronouns are they them now <laughs> giga mummified <laughs> giga mummified um, and so then the narrator says uh, you know then they took extra pains to to really lock him up good and he's never gonna get out of there because if he ever did he would be he would bring horrible plagues to egypt and also he would be invincible um no big deal but that is part of the curse so he's not allowed out of his circumfagomsk <laughs> which is just like okay uh, put the pussy in a circumfagomsk yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just what you, they could have punished him in the different in a different way than that. Um, they, I wonder for if his they, high I crime. If, <laughs> I wonder if there's like a version of the curse that does like does not have that asterisk on it. And they were like, "Well, we got this. <laughs> we got this new curse. I know it's got this bad thing about it. Maybe there's something. Maybe we, you know, we got to field test this one." <laughs> it's like it's not like oh, we're gonna bury you so dishonorably. We're just gonna put you in a hole in the sand. It's like you broke the law so bad. We're gonna 
put you and us under a curse. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know that that was... Whatever, you know, it's it's their choice. So yeah. then, um, cut to 3,000 years later, and the descendants of the fairy, pharaoh's bodyguards are, like, still around watching the land. So Yeah, the, med- the Medjai. Yeah. So it's not like... It's not like one of these ones where you can just easily, oopsie, I happened upon this burial ground or whatever, because they did keep the knowledge around of, hey, there's a mummy in there. Don't forget the mummy in there. He can't get out. <laughs> right. They, they hung up all the signs that this is not a place of honor. There, no, mm-hmm. no, va- no value is to be found here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, the Pharaoh's bodyguards, there's a battle going on like above the... Uh, or in this sort of in the area and the Pharaoh's bodyguards are just on the cliff, just like shaking my head at these fools. Yeah. Like they're just watching. They're not doing anything, but they're like, if these guys get near that, get too near that cursed mummy, ugh, it's going to be. And then they do, they chart, well, they charge them, right? Cause they're, they, they attack them. Cause they're on like this, mm-hmm. this, this, uh, they're in the, it's the French, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know. We, it, they don't ever say who all is on which side. Um, but yeah, but they're in like a little this trench. Is, this, that is the, made. this is the Medjai like running after Rick and his gang of guys. There's I don't a, know who the Medjai are. The Medjai are the bodyguards. The guys that, uh, the, the, the Ardith Bay is the guy, the, the Carlos Maza oh, guy oh, is in charge of. <laughs> I thought, oh, I think I thought that it was a totally different... It was, like, another group of people that wanted oh, to get to... Yeah. The battle is, like, super irrelevant. Yeah, it is. Because it's just, it's just a setup. To, it, there, there is a fun scene where, like, we see this, like, this general-looking guy, like, like riding heroically on his horse. And then it just, like, the camera pans around and we see him... It's him running away from the battlements. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. then, we, then we get our first look at Brendan Fraser and the guy next yes. is like, You just got promoted, buddy. Uh-huh. And Brendan Fraser. He My looks beloved. he looks so incredibly cute in this movie. And like, okay, just to like get it out of the way, 2021 Brendan Fraser is also a treasure and a cutie pie and great. But this movie is set in 1999. So we're going to be talking about 1999 Brendan Fraser. Not because well, he's the, the best set in one. Ni- the movie's set in 1923. But I mean, yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> the movie was made then is what I meant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so... Nothing wrong with current day Brendan Fraser, but this Brendan Fraser also pretty hot. Yeah. Um, and he's wearing a very cute outfit of um, he's it's like a little military uniform, so it has like a little ba- belt around the waist that kind of like makes the bottom of the shirt flare out a little bit, and he's got like knee high boots. I just loved it. Yeah. So they're they're battling somebody, and he's you know he's in charge, so he's like fire, and the, you know they get charged and. All the guys are. Pew, there's, a, there's a big pew, battle scene. Uh, Brendan, one of the Brendan Fraser's guys, Benny, holds up in a in a to- in like a tomb, mm-hmm. and Brendan Fraser's like, "Hey, don't close that door! Don't close that door!" And then Benny closes the door. And um, yeah, yeah. This is a, I said this when we were watching it, and I think this is a weird comparison to make, but um, 
I'm still going to make it because to <laughs> me, the way that Brendan Fraser is in these action scenes really reminds me a lot of the way how Johnny Depp is when he's doing Jack Sparrow shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm specifically thinking of the scene in the first movie when he's like, when he's like on the run from the, for after, like, he just got out of, like, he, he just like took uh, Elizabeth Swan captive and. Did uh-huh. his little swingy thing on the rope and then ran away and he's just like kind of flailing his arms around yes. while everyone shoots at him. Yes, yes. That physicality. Yeah, that yeah. Brian Fraser definitely is bringing that to this role. And like, mm-hmm. I, I love that for this movie because they, they, there's a lot of physical stuff that's like physical humor, but also just kind of like movement to keep the action seem fresh and like so it's not just like people like standing stock still like talking to each other right i think i think i think the best example of this is like an hour or so later after they've like unleashed everything and uh brendan fraser is like trying to convince evelyn to go home and uh, and, and rachel wise is like no i don't want to go home and there's like a big there's like a fun scene where like brendan fraser will put something in rachel wise's bag and then she will take it out and then brendan yeah fraser will, and then the scene culminates in like him like putting his hands on it and her slamming the suitcase shut on them Right. And like they walk around to that little table right. like twice. So yes, it's very good. A lot um, of really good staging in this movie. Yes, absolutely. So he's Brendan Fraser is getting chased by guys. And he's, you know, he's putting up a good fight, but they're on horses, he runs out of bullets, and he's, like, does that thing of, like, oh, no, I'm about to get shot, like, squeezes his eyes super hard, you know, Uh shut, and then, um, all the guys just are, like, oh, shit, and and run off, and, like, one of them, like, falls off his horse, like, because the horses are, like, freaking out, and, um, he turns around, and he sees a statue that we saw when we saw where the mummy is. Mm-hmm. So, uh-oh, he's right above the mummy, and that's why the guys are like, we're not fucking with this. Right, like, the dust kicks up, and there's a little fate, there make, it make, the dust makes a, the sand makes a face in the sand. Mm-hmm, and it's, you can, you can't even tell that it's CGI. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> it looks perfect. <laughs> so that's where we leave off Brendan Fraser, and now it is time to meet... The how lady. Does, how does he get? How does he get captured from? Now that I'm thinking about it, how does he like get from there to being imprisoned? Uh they don't say. Okay, that's fine. He because I think he just. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm perfectly fine with not having a actual like fact like a by a, 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 a point by point. Hey, here's where Brendan Fraser was at this point, and here's where he was then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. Yeah, yeah. He just like it's implied when they're like, "Oh, why is he in jail?" It's like he just must have gone back to the town and just like started being himself a little bit too much (laughs) 2 17 a.m back for more ruckus (laughs) exactly exactly so we go now to the museum of antiquities and there's like this library room and this librarian on a ladder and she's putting the books away and she's got one that's supposed to go on the shelf opposite her so she's like oh i'm gonna lean on the ladder and go to the other bookshelf and very unsafe work practices from miss wise here very disappointing osha does not recommend and um she doesn't even have spotter or anything on her ladder and uh in doing that she like the ladder lifts up so she's like on it like it's stilts and she's like and like bonking around and then instead of i (laughs) we were watching this like i would simply 
not the, yeah i would simply not fall over i would use i would stabilize myself by putting my hand on top of the bookshelf that is eye level with me right and clearly within arm's reach and also i would not structure my because because she she falls she the ladder falls over and she knocks over mm-hmm. a shelf and this of course causes a chain of shelves to fall over mm-hmm. which classic thing but the thing is that this library is structured like all the shelves are like arranged like dominoes in an oval so like if yes. one shelf falls you know the rest are coming down also uh-huh <laughs> like, and also the like she, she should be, she should have been more careful to be sure. But also, like hire a bet. You need better interior, like <laughs> sense of space here, folks. When you're building, yeah, come on, put them against the wall. Like some of them, at least. Yeah, yeah. So the entire library topples down like dominoes, and the um the guy that's like in charge of the the library uh, museum comes in and he's just like, oh my god, you're a mess. And he's like, compared to the other plagues, you're... No. Compared to you, all the other plagues were a delight. It's like, yeah. you weren't there, man. But okay. Um, plague, of, like, plague of woman. <laughs> right. Just one. And he's, you know, he's like, oh, why do I keep you around? And she's like, well, dear movie viewer, because I read and write ancient Egyptian, and I'm very smart, and blah, blah, blah. And, um... You know, so you learn a little bit more about the character. She's a little defiant. She's a little smarty pants. Um, yeah. She, she also has very 1930s eyebrows. Like, they're, like, penciled on. Super yeah. thin. I liked it. You could, like, tell when this was set. It's good. Good costuming. Mm-hmm. So then she hears a noise in the artifacts room. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know she... what could it be. I don't know. I hope it's not the thing that the movie's called. Um, and she goes in, and there, there's a. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I do. I do regret <laughs> to inform you that when she goes in there, she does find the brother of Rachel Wise. <laughs> <laughs> so a mummy pops up from a sarcophagus, and I was like, "Oh shit! This movie's getting starting early." But no, it's a prank. It's her brother who's also lying in the sarcophagus with the mummy, uh, doing a mummy prank. A mummy prank. And mummy prank. Just a funny little mummy. Just a funny little mummy prank. <laughs> Pranking my sister with a mummy. It went wrong. <laughs> Gone wrong. <laughs> Gone, Gone wrong. Sexual. <laughs> Never prank your sister with the mummy at three a.m. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> um. So this is her brother who is like an archaeologist, supposedly. I don't he looks know. Like British, he looks like British John Cryer. John Cryer. Who, the, the, he's that? the guy who's not Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men. Oh, he does kind of look like that. Yeah. He also, um, he was, this actor was in an episode of, Ele- of Elementary. So that's that how I know him. Me. He also kind of, yeah. he also kind of looks a little bit like younger Peter Capaldi. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of British men look the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> what? Just. <sighs> Just the phrase "all British men look the same" really got me. <laughs> they they're British. They look British. Um. So he presents her with a little piece of artifact that he had found supposedly at a dig and um it's this little treasure box or little puzzle box and she opens it 
And he's like, and did I find of- something? I've never found anything that ma- means it, that's worth anything. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then did. a bunch of and then a bunch of chains shoot out and Pinhead comes out of the thing and it's like, hey. Mm-hmm. And then I make a reference to Pinhead because I've also seen it. You, yeah, um, you, you love the movie Pinhead. I love it. The, uh, the movie Pinhead. I got to say I was a bigger fan of Pinhead 2, the pinning. <coughs> um, <laughs> Isn't that the thing that people love in their fanfics? The pinning? <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially when it's requited pinning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so they bring this old piece of paper that they found in this little box to the um, library curator guy. Yes. And they're like, this is a map to the lost city of the dead. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. There's no such thing. Bless you. He's like, that's, there's no, no, does that's not, not real. That does not real. It doesn't exist. And he, while he's looking at the map, um, it gets caught on the candle and he like burns a huge portion of it. And he's like, Oh no. And like drops it and it falls on the floor in front of the desk. And, um, this was another like piece of good staging, but also a little bit of seating for a reveal. We'll have later. foreshadowing fork shadowing. Um, and so he's like, <clears throat> you know, He's like, it's a fool's errand. You, there's no such thing. You can't, you know, people go looking for this thing and they die. That's what they do. They don't find it. So anyway, the two of them are looking for the, uh, <laughs> they're on their on the hunt. <clears throat> it like immediately cuts to them back in the desert, um, going to f- see the guy that um, the brother stole this little box from because he didn't actually get it from a dig. Whoops. Yeah. Um, and so, so they go to a, uh, a little prison where apparently the brother, like, had stolen this off of, like, a drunk guy who then got arrested. And, um, they present the prisoner to them, and he's, like, snarling and, like, (laughs) growling, basically, like, he's, like, the human equivalent of, like, a feral dog that's just, like, yeah. Um, and, um, so the guy that the brother stole it from is Brendy Fraze. Brendy Fraze. And he's full George of the Jungle mode <coughs> in prison. Not only because he's <coughs> growling and snarling, but because his hair has grown out and, like, teased a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> so he, um... He makes a great first impression, you know. Yeah, he punches he punches Jonathan and kisses Rachel Wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Not- they're like, can we have your help? And he's like, uh, can I have a smooch? No, he doesn't ask. He just smooches her. Yeah. And then he's he, like, yeah, he, my help. He, Give me help. It's, it's one of the things that, like, this movie feels like it's uh, taking a lot from Indiana Jones and... Mm. I think a lot of that comes through in a very fun way, because I think I, I just enjoy watching Brendan Fraser more than I enjoy watching uh, Harrison Ford, and I do enjoy watching Harrison Ford a great deal. Mm. But they also just, like, I feel like they just kind of, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the, the dashing rogue stealing a kiss from the, from, the, from the leading lady is, like, it's not good in, in Indiana <laughs> right. Jones does it, but, like, 
it it's worse when you do the same thing again like 20 years later and this this <laughs> yeah. is also a th- this is also a thing that really rings for me with like the 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 the, the racism that's happening in this movie mm-hmm. like i i enjoyed this movie a great deal but it is also pretty pretty racist yeah there's a very clear divide between like the way that the white protagonists act and like the way like everyone else in the movie who is brown acts right basically except for right. like the mummy but he's a special case yeah he's 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 an out <laughs> mummy's george he's an outlier and should not be counted but like right. i i i think there's a lot i i just feel like there was a very uh a very intentional aping of indiana jones without a an analysis of some of the things that might not have aged so well about indiana jones yeah yeah absolutely i think i mean i think that's part of why it has to be set in 1923 uh, yeah in 1923 because like we we don't really do this anymore of just like going into other countries and stealing the treasures that are there <laughs> like right right even like, that part is like yeah not really cool anymore but it's you know it's like fun to watch in a movie but right I, exactly and yeah. I, I don't know i just think this movie could have been a little bit better about i mean this is uh when my when my was watching this with my friends on friday night um one of them said this is just ep- this is just star wars episode one it's there's there's deserts <laughs> the cgi is question the cgi is interesting there's camels there's yeah. racism <laughs> <laughs> yes and also this this kiss like didn't make it it, it, it does not established him as Frazier like at all in this char- as this character right Wait, did you say it doesn't look good or it didn't match? I didn't. You cut out. I, I said. It, I just said it doesn't like seem to fit the character. Like it, yes. it does. Like it obviously like in in even in like obviously it just looks bad and sentenced today as we watch this mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one. But like I can't imagine that that was like a great thing in ninety nine. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a like oh my gosh I can't believe he did that thing, but it's also just like random like who would who would think to do that right and his his, when asked when when asked why he did it later his his response like i don't know i thought it would kind of be random (laughs) right yeah just like okay (laughs) holds up spork and kisses you without your consent (laughs) (laughs) so so they're like we're she's rachel weiss is like um I'm we're, we want to ask you about the puzzle box. And he's like, uh, no, you don't. You want to ask me about the lost city. And she's like, how do you know about the lost city? And he's like, uh, cause I was there. So I'll take you there if you get me out. Um, but also he smooches her in the middle of that. Um, and he's being, he gets dragged out of his cell and he's about to be hanged. So it's like the next thing that's going to happen to him. Right. And, uh, so, uh, Evelyn, the, the librarian, you know, she's like, I'll give you a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, five hundred pounds to like yeah to the jailer trying to get him to stop. And <laughs> I also just thought this was funny. Um, he's about to be, you know, that they put the noose on him, and they're the guy's like, "Any last requests?" And he's like, "Yeah, lose the let me go." <laughs> yeah, lose the shorts. <laughs> what that dick do? <laughs> but he's, he says yeah loosen the the noose and let me go and the guy like looks at the jailer like do we do i have to do that <laughs> right he's like no outsmart outsmarting the jailers by having my last meal request be a key that gets me out of here 
Right. Right. So all of Evelyn's pleading doesn't help him, and he actually gets hanged, and like the thing falls out from under him. But luckily for um, the movie, he does, his neck doesn't break, so he doesn't die immediately. So he's just like hanging there. Um, this was like way farther than I thought any movie would go with this like kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I definitely thought it would get closer to, like, my hands on the lever. But, like, no, he's, like, dangling there while she's, like, ah, he's gonna take us to this treasure. We'll give you some of it. Before they, like, cut him down. Um, I, I gotta pause real quick. Sorry, I just had to move my car real quick so that someone can leave the house. Okay. Um, so I'll be right back. Uh. Okay. Where were we? So, uh, they finally, they, they got him free. So he's, he's yep. out. He's out. So... So if the kiss, if the random kiss did not um, tell you, this <laughs> this scene tells you these are the romantic interests for the sh- the movie yep. because the brother and Evelyn are going to uh, the boat. They're taking a boat to you know Egypt or whatever, and he's like, oh yeah, he's a cowboy, but he's a man of his word, and Evie's like. I don't like him. I think he's ugly and rude and gross and Stinky, a bastard. Smells like butt. <laughs> right. Um, and of course, you know, he's right behind me, isn't oh, no. he? Oh, um, <laughs> so he, he comes out and he's like, oh, are you talking about anyone I know? And he looks like Brendan Fraser in the fucking mummy. You know? He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotten a haircut. He cleans up good. He's got a nice outfit. And uh, Evelyn is like, Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> or um, as as Giga would say, Ow, my fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember why they said that on Zero to Zero, but it's like the ultimate brain worm to me. <laughs> Her pussy doth tremble too much, methinks. <laughs> Brennan Fraser is the type of guy that if he looks at you and winks at you, your your pussy just kind of does that. Like it just does that. Yeah. It, you have to hope you're wearing pants because it will fall out. But you want you need to be able to scoop it back in. <laughs> and. <laughs> That's why everyone wore tights in 1923. Was because the like, Fraser was there, your innards would just slurp out through your through your pussy. <laughs> if you yes. tried, to, if you tried to walk around Brendan Fraser without like, if you just went commando around Brendan Fraser, like your intestines would just be. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be called an outerus. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because it falls out. I, I get that. Oh, you just put an O at the start of, you know, okay, I get it now. I was like, yes, it's not yes. called an interest. <laughs> well, I'm very interested. <laughs> We're going to end up on that subreddit, Bad Women's Anatomy. gonna end up on that subreddit um r slash bad women's anatomy 
They're gonna be like, these doofuses think that your uterus can come out. <laughs> yeah, idiot. It's like, called a fucking pink sock. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd be able to think of the actual medical term for. Oh, it's called a prolapse. There we go. But can you have a prolapsed vagina? Or is that <laughs> I'm looking to be reserved the first tra- for I'm pussies? Looking be- I'm looking to be the first trans woman with a prolapsed pussy. <laughs> I'm going to ask the doctors to give me a setting that can make it an in ear and outie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just a switch I can flick. <laughs> can you turn my prostate into an on on off button for the prolapse? <laughs> just getting dicked, just getting fucking like slammed in the ass, and just like hitting that button over and over again, just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when like fucking in a car and you're opening the uh, like the cup holder thing or something. <laughs> Just use, go get it, go get it. I think I mixed up car and computer, but you can't fuck in a computer, so I stand by what I said. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't uh, you haven't tried. <laughs> I haven't. Oh my god! I haven't. Um, I will when my computer loads up JPEGs of Brendan Fraser later. <laughs> <sighs> so, anyway. <laughs> This very normal movie. Um, they're on the boat, and uh, the the jailer comes on, too, because he's like, I want to protect my investment, yeah. and I am the second comic relief character. Shouts out to, um, oh, I just had his name pulled up. Uh, uh, shouts out to uh, Omid Jalili for this role. He's, he's doing a great job. Yes. Just eating yes. the scenery. Yeah, because I said this during the movie, and you can cut this if you think it's maybe insensitive, but like I feel like in 1999, there probably were not a lot of like roles available for Middle Eastern right men. I think I think especially like like this movie's race this movie is this like I said this movie is very racist but like I also mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that like a lot of the cast members are like not like there is a, there is a lot of speaking roles given to non-white characters yeah yeah and this guy does a great job with like what little was there that he could right yeah Right. He's really, he's pretty funny. Um, so, uh, then, um, on the boat, um, they come across, Mr. O'Connell is the name of Brendan Fraser, comes across, um, another group of people that are also on the boat to go to, um, Hominoptera. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the place. The, um, the City of the Dead slash where all of the wealth of Egypt also went to rest, according to the narrator, because sometimes your gold has to take a little nappy and I mean like it, the the I mean that was that was a thing in Egypt, right, right? Like oh, the yeah. pharaohs being buried with their possessions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it, yes. it's why they Oh Like you don't want to get that's you don't want to that's why there's okay. Alright. What? Sorry, I just have you ever seen that clip from Giant Bomb of Dan Reichert realizing why, like, how pirates made money, which was by stealing things from people? <laughs> I just no. had that moment. I just had that moment, except for it was me realizing, oh, they they don't want the tombs because the mummies are valuable somehow. They want the valuables that were buried with the mummies. <laughs> yes, yes. Evelyn is the only one who's interested in the mummies. Right, like you can't sell yes. a mummy corpse. 
No, <laughs> not for very much. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, the place is called um, Hamenoptera, but once Brendan Fraser gets there, it will be called Hymen Pop. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that anything? (laughs) 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 What is that sound? (laughs) (laughs) Did I upset Marge Simpson with my joke? (laughs) I don't like that one. (laughs) Oh, holy... Oh, homie. <laughs> Hyman Ruptra. Good fucking God. I'm mad because I didn't think of something like that. Well, I said... I, I didn't say Ruptra, so that's you. You came up with that. Oh, what did you say? I said Hyman popped out. Oh. Like, like... Like, like oh, they hit... Brendan Fraser hit my prostate. <laughs> yeah, and it just... Just, it just, yeah, it just like the the sound effect I was making before, it, like it made it sound like a fucking like like a breathing sack, but really it's just kind of it, like it just goes in and out, and it's just the fucking from from it's specific, I it, I specifically had them upload the sound font of Donkey doing it in Shrek two. It plays it just out of has a little that speaker. Extra oomph. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. God, the number so of surgeries I have committed to on podcasts. <laughs> I gotta get the Nintendo Labio. I gotta get the fucking the pop in, pop out pussy. I mean, I'm getting the um the dick gun, right? So it's only fair. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah, we're in an we're 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 at almost in an hour of the bottom. We haven't even gotten to the part where the mummy shows up. We're like fifteen minutes into the movie, right? so they're on the boat, and we meet another group of people that are also looking for this hymen rupture. Um, and it's this group of American guys and one snooty British guy, um, who's very uh, he's like he's referred to later as the Egyptologist. He's like the smarty pants, like. Oh, character. hello, I am, I am, I am, this, I'm this guy, hello. Ooh, hello. I have an um, umbrella. Oh, I don't like the sun, I might be a vampire. <laughs> don't tell anyone. So, uh, then, um, Mr. O'Connell slash Brennan Fraser goes over to where Evelyn is sitting and, like, surprises her because she's reading a book because she's not like other girls and um he like unrolls his big uh weapon roll thing and is like touching all of them and you know putting his gun in his holster and she's like picking up like oh what's this weird hook thing and he's like oh that one uh goes in my butthole and presses the button don't worry about it um (laughs) uh she just picks up like a a little hook thing where i'm just like What's that for? Um, buttonhole. And just want to make sure you heard that one because I don't think you did the first time. I didn't. What did you say? I said buttonhole. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it. I heard. I, I literally heard you say butthole and like knew that I had missed something, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so yes. Um, so she's like, so Mr. O'Connell, what? 
why did you kiss me back then? And he's like, this is where he's like, I don't know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I was about to fucking die, dude. <laughs> and she's like offended by this answer. Um, and she like huffs off. But I definitely thought that that was like the best answer he could have given. I don't know. It was just like. Yeah, like, he, I, like I, I his answer is basically like, answer. yeah, it was a stupid idea. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a good answer, but like, it's the be- yeah, you're right. It's the best one you could have given. There is right, no like good the, answer to that question. <laughs> the good answer is I didn't. You imagined it. Like the, the, the good answer. Like is, oh, that didn't happen in the movie. The good answer is you had uh you had a lethal you had a, a deadly scorpion in your mouth and I had to suck it out with my mouth so that it didn't right. sting you because I couldn't take it out with my hands and, and I, I didn't have time to tell you about it and I also didn't tell have the time to tell you about it afterwards either because I was too busy chewing it and spitting it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only way to properly dispose of it. If you listen, if it stings you, you're fucked. But if you chew it up, you're fine. <laughs> right. It's only if, it's, if only it's only if it gets injected into the bloodstream. Exactly. Yes, it's like I was going to say it's like it's like cure. Air. I don't know what what's up. Hey, shout, shouts out to the great Ace Attorney for teaching me about cure. Air. Is that a poison? Yeah, it's a poison. Mm. It's There's a poison that's like very that... impo- that's a very important in the first case of uh, great Ace Attorney. Oh. oh, this is also true of ketamine um, for for depression. They have to inject it into you. You can't take a little tablet because then it doesn't metabolize fast enough. So. Okay. So, yeah, yeah he's ketamine. like, you had a, scorp- a ketamine scorpion on your lips, and that's why yeah. I kissed you. Yeah. Um, so then. Uh, I was very depressed in jail. I needed that ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then he hears this weird, like, whimpering sound. Which turns out to be the like his sidekick from the battle yeah, that had run away, Benny. Right. It, uh, this is Indiana Jones down to even that part because remember the. I mean, it's it's a nicer treatment of that character. It, it treats that character nicer because have you seen Indiana Jones the first one? I I have not. Um, there's a scene in that first one where like he has like a a, a helper along the way, and I, it's been a long mm-hmm. time since I've seen this, so I don't really remember too much about the guy. But like the guy fucks off and tries to fuck over Indiana Jones, and then Indiana like on his way out of the temple, he finds that guy's corpse having been caught by a trap, and it's like, oh, jeez, well. yeah. This I mean guy that happens least... to, that happens to Benny, but like not until the very end. <laughs> yeah, and and it's also like very clearly a result of his actions and his choices of like. I am going to be an evil little man. Um, and he, like, makes that choice multiple times in the movie. Yeah. Um, so he, Benny is is helping the Americans, like, the other group of, of people looking for Hyman Rupture. So um, he's like, great to see you, Benny. I'm going to throw you overboard now. And then yeah. he does. Yeah, he does. And <laughs> Just- it's great. Just like no reason. He's just like, I'm sick of you. Yeah, it's sick of Goodbye. your bullshit. Do <laughs> you deserve this? Fuck yeah. You. Um there's <laughs> then there's like a big bat there's like a big fight scene, right? Because uh mm-hmm. like Evelyn is like getting dressed and she's like, Oh, I should stop thinking about that kiss. He was just so charming. Yeah, like she goes to put her coat on the, the hook and like misses and just drops it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And um one of the pharaoh guards um has has edgy, entered yeah. the He's got um, a cool curved knife, and he holds it up to her face. He's like, "Where is the key? Where is the book?" And she's like, "It's it's here, it's here." And I don't know big, what the key is. Yeah. And then a, and then a huge fight breaks out, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think and of- it's it's a fire fight because <laughs> stuff goes on fire, but also they're shooting each other. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the important part of this scene is that um, they are after that little puzzle box, but Jonathan grabs it um, at the end, and he's like, "Ha ha." Mine! 
main and uh they they everybody jumps off the boat because it's on fire obviously. yeah and the um the americans wind up on one side and benny taunt shouts over is like hey hey rick we got the fucking horses dumbass and uh-huh. rick is like hey motherfucker i'm on the right side of the river idiot dipshit <laughs> yeah and benny's like ah fuck <laughs> you got me there <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Rick, sa- Rick says, hey, Benny, check this out. He does like the circle game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then it's the next day, it's the next morning, whatever. And um, and Evelyn had uh, been like, the, the when the fight broke out and the fire started and everything, she was like in her nightgown. Uh-huh. So she needed to buy new clothes. So they're in this new, in this village and they've got... Um, camels for everybody to ride and evelyn has a new outfit and ooh, ooh, she looks so ooh. she has this like little face veil with like beads on it that she never wears again but it does look cute (laughs) it's just like sure okay um a little bit of more foreshadowing because when they got the camels from the camel seller uh somebody was uh Brennan Fraser said we could have gotten them for free, but we should would have had to sell your sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just keep that in your noggin. So off they go into the desert, and um, we see again that uh, the Pharaoh guards are still watching from a distance. Yep. They're just, just kind of they're, they're vibing. Mm-hmm. They are vibing, <laughs> and uh, they 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 are you know riding their camels all night. They're like falling asleep on them and stuff. And then it's the morning, and they've run into the Americans and Benny. And um, so they, they're, like, stopped. And Evelyn is like, what are we doing? What's happening here? Um, and the sun comes up and reveals the city. So they're Before in the city. It. Yep. And then they, like, ride their camels over there, and they 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 all find their way into the city. There's a fun... Mm-hmm. Once they get into the ruins, there's a fun little scene that I like. And I think one of the things that I like the most about this movie is there's, like, a great attention to detail... Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think most of the Americans having like, uh, a, okay, sorry. I, I know I just said attention to detail, but I do just want to jump back to the boat real quick. Cause there's something that I want to talk about that I completely forgot about. Oh, okay. Um, at one point, I, uh, I, the, uh, what, what is Jonathan is his name? I think Jonathan is the brother. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, the brother gets like attacked by one of the Medji guys. And, uh, one of the Americans pulls out his six shooter and uh, <laughs> proceeds to plug the guy, the Meji guy, with 13 shots. Yes. <laughs> 13. That, that being <laughs> more than enough to kill anything that moves. <laughs> <laughs> and it still would have been an impressive scene if he had shot him six times. But yeah. I guess 13 just sounded better. Yeah. The 13 bangs had a better rhythm to them. Yeah. Um, but uh, the attention to detail that I'm talking about here is that... Um, the like Brendan Fraser and the Americans have like revolvers. A couple of like non-American guys. Like there's also like f- a couple of French guys in there, I think, and they they all have pistols. And then Jonathan specifically has a Derringer, which I love, just like that little two shooter. Oh, is which that I a just, British thing? Uh, I I think so. I I I'm not entirely. Sh- let me let me check the origin of Derringer. Or does it just like? Do you mean it fits his character well because it's just a little too? Two bullet gun and is lame. Uh, yeah, I mean that that also fits in, but I think it is also a 
a British... I feel like it's a British thing. Oh, no, it's a Philadelphia thing. What the fuck? Huh. Well, it, it fits his character no, either way. Anyways, yeah, they, they have their little standoff in the ruins, and they're like, well, we're going to go find the gold. Well, we're going to go find the mummy. And they mm-hmm. just, like, fuck off on their own separate ways. Yeah. Um... One thing I also liked was... Uh, actually, actually, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense for, for Jonathan to have the Derringer, because he also uh, is clearly a reincarnation of John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> Jonathan, what is your opinion on theater? <laughs> um, also, before the, the standoff, they're like... Um, God. Since when they went into the river, you know, they lost all their stuff. Right. And um, so uh, O'Connell slash Rick slash Brenda Fraser goes up to Evelyn and he's like, here, this is for you. Uh, It's I thought you would uh, like it. Okay, goodbye. And he's like, it's cute because it's like a 10 second scene, but he's like very awkward, but also like still trying to be cool. Yeah. And just like backs away. Brenda Fraser Fraser really hits that note really well of like this guy who is like, he's trying very hard to be cool and he's successful at it some of the time, most of the time. But Mm -hmm. like, I, this is a, this is another weird thing to make, but I feel like, I feel like Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy was pulling on this a lot specifically for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like, I I feel like that is a worse version of this character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say like, Chris Pratt wants to be this. Yeah. But um, instead, he is just Chris Shat. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Fraser has an amazing. I mean, it's like every time I think of this kind of thing, I'm always like, "Oh, it's hard to say what it is." It's just, it's literally just. It's charisma. It's presence. He has this that too. A- ability to be on screen and just look calm. Like there are some people that, like, when you're they're in a movie. Something about watching them, you're like, this person is in a movie right, right now. And you, like, notice it. But he's just, like, he's he's so effortless. It's great. He's awesome. I love it. He's slick. He's Rick. He's... He's rich. He's a pickle. Um, so... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I held myself back from making that exact comment. <laughs> Well, I was like, I, I won't. I, I was like, I'm not going to do this on this podcast. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to. Yeah. You said, well, if you want to watch me do this shit on concrete. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Back at it again with the Rick and Morty <laughs> reference. So um, it's your favorite TV show. <laughs> it's because I'm very smart. Yeah. <laughs> I know this about you. Yeah. <laughs> So then uh, the, the gang is uh, underground. They've discovered a little mummy room, a mummy preparing room. Uh-huh. And uh, then the other team is there, too. And they're like, this is ours. We got there first. And I'm like, yeah, but we have more guns than you. So they're like, okay. Yeah, this is the standoff I was talking about with, no, the, right. cool, with, the, with the guns. Mm-hmm. And while this is happening as well, um, they're like, where did the warden go? And he has run off in his own direction and is peeling little sarcophag no uh scarabs, scarabs off yep. of off of the wall because he's like ooh, blue gold these are yeah. gonna be worth a lot and i don't know if he's like referring to the technical term of like I, I i googled this because i blue gold is apparently a term used to refer to like things that are partly gold and partly a blue element like uh cobalt mm. i don't think it was cobalt it was like it was like indium and something else i don't know what um yeah and i don't know if he was just doing that or if he was just doing like fucking beverly hillbillies 
blue gold, Egyptian tea, <laughs> or <laughs> blue blue gems. That is. Well, the next thing you know, Obed's a millionaire, and and the skin folks said, "Obed, move away from there." <laughs> <laughs> he went to Hollywood um, Shore. He's gonna be now. He's living out there in the place of Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> But what we notice from that, or, but what happens from this guy uh, sneaking away and peeling these scarabs off is that one of them comes to life and crawls into his shoe and then up into his, under his skin and around and he... It's nasty. This is, this is one of, this is... I don't think I have to argue very hard to get this to be conceptualized as a horror movie, but like this alone, if literally nothing else about this movie was scary in any yeah. way, shape, or form, this alone would be enough. It's so icky, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he he dies from that of he dies of bug <clears throat> being inside of him because it crawls like it crawls. We see it crawl across his chest and then like up into his face, which is just like Ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, and the Americans are not doing that great either. They are, uh, opening, they're trying to open a sarcophagus. And when they do, um, cause they brought like these Egyptian guys along with them. And, uh, the professor, I mean, the like Egyptologist is like, why don't we let them open the sarcophagus? And he yeah. says that because like, he thinks it might be booby trapped, which is just like, what the fuck? Um, he, I mean, he's right. <laughs> He is right, and they get these yeah. Guys, they, cause these guys get these guys get blasted with sand from the beach that makes you old. <laughs> yes, sand from the beach that makes your face melt off. <laughs> um, and then, um, then the pharaoh's guards come in and uh, they start attacking everybody because they're like, "Okay, you guys are too close to the mummy now. You got to yeah. get the fuck out of this." Yeah, and um, the lead, um, the the lead pharaoh's guard is a guy who. Um, his name is Oded Fair, is yep. the actor's name. He's Ardith been in, like... Bay is the character, who is, mm-hmm. which is not said, like, anywhere. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Look at the... They don't even say it half of the way. Look at, look at, look at his, look at his Wikipedia pic... Hold on, I'm gonna send you his Wikipedia picture, because it's... I, I mean, of course, obviously, like, a guy with facial hair and a guy without facial... Like, and a guy after he cuts his facial hair are gonna look different, and, like, he is mm-hmm. really, like, he is really, like... In he's really I just I just look look at what he looks like in the I sent it in guest room. He looks like a little baby. He looks like a different guy. Hair. He looks like a totally different guy. I mean, this is also probably like fifteen years later, right? But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He still looks good now. But yeah, it's that it, he does look exactly like that comic of the person who looks like a a haggard pirate when he's got a beard and then he shaves <laughs> yeah, it and he yeah. looks like a little like <laughs> yeah, astro boy. <laughs> little guy um and so he says and he looks to me in this movie he looks kind of like carlos maza um of leftism twitter and youtube and so carlos maza with longer hair and all parts like Mm -hmm. and um so i call him carlos in the in all my notes because they literally never name this character on screen the the only time that I figured that I heard this character that I saw this character's name was when the subtitles incorrectly subtitled a line he was saying as coming from Ray or as coming from Rick. And I was like, is his yeah. name Rick? That'd be weird. If, right. That's weird if his name is Rick and also the main guy's name is Rick. <laughs> right? Like, are there two Ricks? Yeah. No. Um, He's hot. So he. Yes, 
He is. Um, and he's wearing a hat over his head, which is where hats go. Um, he's wearing a hat for most of the movie, which just makes it even better when he takes the hat off and he's got like beautiful flowing hair and he looks amazing. Yeah. So he's like, hey, you have to leave or die. Those are your options. Goodbye. And, and they, they, um, do, they choose not to leave. Yeah, they're like, guess, guess I'll, I'll die. Guess I'll option three? No. Yeah. The, the option so, option three is also death. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, behind but, door number three? <laughs> death. Oh, it's a whammy. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Uh-huh. Oh, that that's a chunky. <laughs> Yelling at the uh, mummy to figure out what he does. <laughs> so, um, so then they're, they're at the campfire, you know, it's nighttime. And this is, again, a great kissing scene for, for Rick slash Brendan Fraser. Because um, the two of them, uh, Rick and Evelyn, are talking. Um, and she's like, I'm not an adventurer, I'm, I'm a librarian. And she's like, <laughs> all proud of herself. And she's like, very drunk. And then she's like, and I'm going to kiss you now. And they get like really close to kissing. And then she like flumps over because she's drunk. And he has this like disappointed look on his face. But we were just like, yeah, yeah I mean, don't. If that's where it's at. Right. Then you shouldn't. I mean, he doesn't try to like revive it or anything. Like he doesn't try to like pick her back up or anything like that. Like he gets it. But uh-huh. it was just funny, like for the best that, uh. You didn't didn't get your second kiss like that. Um, so then, okay, the next day, the Americans go back to their little spot, and they have found something in the booby-trapped sarcophagus that is a box that says, a uh, box that kills you <laughs> on the top of it. And it's like, literally like, if you open this, a mummy will come alive and... Uh, suck all of your living juice out of you and revive himself <laughs> that me, way. He's gonna suck the soul out of you. He gonna he go suck the soul out of you. Exactly. Um, he, the, th- the thing that's great about this movie is that this mummy's main method of attack is to literally just slurp you dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, his, that's, his, that's, his, that's his signature move in Pokemon. <laughs> like, <laughs> slurp, like yeah. He's got, he's, got, he's, got, he's got ground-type Giga Drain, which is just mummy slurp. <laughs> Imhotep used mummy slurp. It's super effective. Um, so Benny leaves, um, but the, the all the Americans, uh, like including the Egyptologist, are, are still there. And they're like, hmm, a box that kills you. Guess we'll open it. See if there's any treasure inside. Um, and then back to the three amigos there and their little yeah. site well basically what what the american the americans find uh a cool book and uh, a bunch of like uh what what are, they're like jars oh yeah canopic they're called jars. something canopic jars mm-hmm. they got they got uh they have the organs of the lady that imhotep wanted to resurrect mm-hmm. and a big book that's looks kind of evil yep <laughs> so then um yeah so then we go to um Evelyn and Rick and Jonathan, and they are uh, prying open a sarcophagus and, um... Pull the pussy at the sarcophagus. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Pussy at the sarcophagus. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when they open it, 
it like the mummy like pops out a little bit <laughs> and they all scream because what the fuck and then they're like but then they're like oh, okay it's, he's not alive he just looks really juicy yeah they literally say he's juicy yeah and she's like i don't understand why he isn't like dried out like a mummy would be it's he's supposed to be three thousand years old right um i don't know probably fine you should probably keep poking around this I, place <laughs> i'm not sure why one of my next notes says here comes the big shit <laughs> um because she had he had scratched inside of the coffin that death is only the beginning no i don't know i'm not here comes sure, the big shit here come, I, I think here comes the big shit is me making my note of this is the turn. Like, this is an hour into the movie when they read from the book and bring everything mm-hmm. up. But, the, but that like, doesn't happen for another little bit. Because, like... What, it happens, what, it's like a scene from now. Yeah, because yeah. what happens, like, they all get out and they're doing, like, their, their night camp above ground. Mm-hmm. And um, they steal the book from the guy who... The, 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 the British or French or whatever guy. Yeah, the Egyptologist guy. Yeah. They steal the book from him, and uh, they use the the key that Jonathan gave her to open it because, like, this mm-hmm. the key opens up into like a five point, like a, a an eight pointed star, um, mm-hmm. and they put that in the mar- they open the book and they read from it, and then and and Evie is um, in a horror movie, so she doesn't believe that any of this stuff is real. She's like. She literally says, like, there's no no harm ever came from reading a book. It's like, yep. well, okay, the ki- book's going to kill you now because you said that. Modern baseball voice. No harm ever came from re- saying, come on, dude, just read one more page. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she reads the book, but she reads it aloud. And, and then, as soon as that happened with the Egyptologist, I was like, don't die! But, no! then, but then it doesn't. But then he can't stop them, so he just dies with a bunch of crickets on him. <laughs> yeah, the mummy wakes up because her doing the incantation wakes the mummy up, and it's locust time! Yahoo! Yippee! <laughs> so they're they're running um, under you know underground into the the tombs or whatever uh, to escape the locust, and um, one of the Americans is who, like running behind. Who I, will, I, who I will call Himbo Velma. Himbo Velma, yes, because his glasses fall off, and he's like, "My glasses, right?" I can't see without my glasses. Jumping back to the boat scene from like an hour ago, um, there's a fun little line in there when they're like, when like the guys are like being like, "Hey, come on, come on, Himbo Velma, you got a deal." And he quit cleaning Mm -hmm. your glasses. He's like, "How can I see the cards if I don't clean my glasses?" Mm -hmm. I can't see without my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> and and then um Benny while he's running away like steps on the guy's glasses and doesn't help him. Yeah. You know, not on purpose, but he purposefully doesn't help him. Right. And um this uh fun fact about this actor, he is John Cena's father. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I don't know that that's true, but he looks exactly he looks very much like John he Cena. He really does, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. And uh, so he finally, he, he gets up, he, his glasses are broken, and so he's, like, looking around, and he gets attacked by something. And he, like, screams, and there's a cut to the next scene. Mm-hmm. So, he's probably fine. Um, then our gang gets attacked by CGI Scarab Plague, which we've seen, or we talked about before. It looks like it was CGI, but, oh well. 
I mean, it looks like good for the CGI. That, for like knowing that it is CGI does not make like it looks good. I think. I think. Yeah. I I genuinely think that like everything that is not like the specifically the model of the mummy has aged really genuinely well. In, yeah. And. I, I I don't know, like, I, I look at this and I look at something, like, that was, like, much more, that was also heavily reliant on computer-generated effects from the same era, which I, I, I mentioned it before, but, like, mm. I, uh, The Phantom Menace, very much, and, like, mm. something about, I feel like the CGI in that has aged so much worse in the, and not even yeah. just talking, not even just, like, looking at the, the like, the, the character models that are, like, just complete CG fabrications with a voice attached to them, I'm talking about, like, like, the the things in the world just look worse in that movie than they do in this one when I watch them mm. now. I, I mean, I and I say this as someone who, like, kind of... I, I am a Phantom Menace enjoyer. <laughs> yeah. And they my, definitely, like... My, yeah, hot the, star, my hot Star Wars take is that if there is a Star Wars movie on, my reaction will be the same dep- no matter what Star Wars movie it is. My, my response will be, hey, Star Wars is on. <laughs> but do you keep watching it? Eh, most of the time. Depends I, on if you have the time. Depends, yeah. If I have the time, if I'm if I'm in the mood to watch Star Wars, mm-hmm. like it's not a it's not a thing where I'll be like, oh fuck yeah, a New Hope versus like, oh fuck, Attack <laughs> of the Clones. I'm not fucking around with this shit. Right, you're like a Star War, a Star War. Though I, I have to admit, I have still not seen Episode Nine, so that uh, opinion could change once I see that one. Yeah, I think you're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna have the same reaction eight out of nine times <laughs> when you see a <laughs> Star Wars movie on. Well, 10 out of, 10 out of 11, because there's also Solo and Rogue One in there. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't think of those as... Yeah, they are Star Wars movies. Um, So then... Yeah, and the Scarab Plague also, like, it, it looks fine because it's, you know, it's basically it's far away the whole time. And I feel like if it was, like, a 2021 movie, like, somebody getting eaten or attacked by the Scarabs, we would have to, like... It would be close up and we'd have to see all the bugs like take over the screen and stuff, you know, and it's yeah. just like at that point you can you can tell. Um, so anyway, uh, do you want to know a fun fact that I just learned about the the guy who played the Himbo Velma? Yes, he's gay and his partner, Andrew Rannells, is uh, he was the he he was like the lead guy in the Book of Mormon. Like, yes, the original Andrew Reynolds, yes, yeah, yeah. He's pretty cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Does he is he doing anything, or was he in the the mummy and he, maybe the mummy too? Uh, I don't. No, think, not mummy too. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Andrew Reynolds was in any of the mummy. No, <laughs> his partner. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> his partner is still acting from time to time, but uh, he did he did die in this movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I I take back the part where I said maybe he's in the Mummy too. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe he, maybe he'll be in like the Mummy one and a, the the Mummy prequel, the Mummy point five. <laughs> Anyways, God, we're um, an hour and a half into this podcast, and we just crested the hour mark of the movie. I know. I know. The back half. We is, did... the ba- to be fair, the back half is a lot of action, so we will have we will have yes. less weeds to get into. Yes, and we had that like ten minute break, so. We're not an hour and a half into yeah, the actual true, podcast. True, true. So. so anyway, yeah, so um, they're fighting the mummies and they're fighting the scarabs and stuff. Um, or no, sorry. Uh, this is the part where we see the mummy for the first time. So Evie, like, accidentally leans on some uh, bricks that are, right. like, she, she pulls animated on a, she pulls, differently. <laughs> she pulls on a wall sconce. 
Yeah, yeah. And she falls through a hidden door and she comes across. And it's always a good sign when you're in a horror movie and uh, somebody who was, who like was left behind by the group is like standing calmly a few feet away from you, facing when, away from you. Yeah, when he's hit, when, when you, when you basically, <laughs> this is the Blair Witch Project to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, he's going to turn around and look totally normal and fine. When did the, how, what was the Blair Witch Pro- Blair Witch Project did come out before this, so that could have... They, they, they did Blair Witch Projecting. <laughs> Projecting. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so he turns around, and he has no tongue and no eyeballs. Yep, and then the mummy shows up, he's like, what's up? I got this tongue and eyeballs, I'm gonna show you what this mouth <laughs> do. <laughs> and I'm gonna be able to see it, because I got eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of me, the rest of me is absolute. Listen, I know the rest of me is an absolute horror show, but I got the two most important parts on me for eating pussy. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> so, so then, um, Brendan Fraser, you know, catches up and he's like, "Oh, Avalon, why'd you run away?" Whoa, and sees the mummy, <laughs> and then he shoots the mummy in the stomach, and they all run away and they get away, and. Uh, the mummy like falls over or whatever. And so when the Pharaoh guards are like around the corner, you know, Carlos Maza is like, Hey, we told you not to fuck with this. What the fuck? Now we have to go hunt him. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Thanks. Now we have to go fucking put this motherfucker in the dirt again. Ugh. And Brendan Fraser's like, don't worry. I shot him one time. We're good. He's dead. And they're like, he's a zombie. No, he's not. He's not dead from one getting shot one time. <laughs> um it's like that episode of there's an episode of futurama where they there's the uh the mob boss guy and uh like somebody owes him a bunch of money and he's like please give me another week i'll I'll pay you back with interest i promise and he's like light him up and uh the other robots like shoot him a bunch of times and he's like you know 15 holes in his stomach but then he like he's a robot so he stands up and he's like thank you for taking pity on me and like leaves <laughs> Like a bunch of holes in him. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's basically basically what the mummy does. Yeah. Um when all of the scare when all of the scarab beetles are charging at the at the at the three musketeers, um it just looks like uh uh the a level in Time Crisis four specifically. Like it just okay. especially with the way that Brendan Fraser like just takes his shotgun and tries to blast the bugs away. Because <laughs> the the plot of Time Crisis yeah. The plot of Time Crisis 4 is you don't have to give a shit about the plot of a Time Crisis game, so they just kind of do some absolute batshit stuff in every iteration. <laughs> it's just to draw you there to play the light gun game and sink your quarters into it. But the plot of Time Crisis 4 centers upon a bioweapon, which is like like mechanically, psychically connected bugs. And so you like there's uh-huh. there, there are so many occasions which you have like, oh fuck, there's a bunch of like cyber mosquitoes. Oh fuck, cyber beetles. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. They're because they're running away. They like throw a torch at it, and then Brendan Fraser like shoots them with his gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you got maybe two bugs from that. Yeah, good effort, I guess. Yeah. So then the mummy uh, finds Benny, and uh, Benny does this funny thing where he's like, I think, "Oh, I, I think this is a very I do think this is hilarious and in, and very in character for this for this guy when he just like." Yeah. Because he pulls out, he like pulls out a cross and like starts praying to mm. God, and then like he's like, okay, well that didn't work, and he pulls out a uh, um, uh, fucking what's it called the the crescent and the star, the the Islam, yeah, I don't know the what... Islamic symbol. 
I do not know what it's called, but and he that's starts, what he, yeah. He starts speaking Arabic. Uh, he pulls uh-huh. out uh, a, a necklace with a Buddha on it and starts speaking what is, I think, intended to be Chinese, but the subtitles did mm-hmm. not. The subtitles said speaking gibberish, so... And <laughs> yeah, I, I the don't, subtitles outed him a little bit on that yeah, one. I, I, and I don't, I, I don't know Chinese, so I, I can't say as to the... <laughs> The, what yeah. the pronunciation was happening there. And then he pulls out a Star of David and starts speaking Hebrew, and the, the mummy stops uh-huh. at that. And he's like, okay, I got this one. Okay, I got one. Got this. <laughs> but then the mummy, I think, stopped because he was just trying to get closer to Like, he was just walking up to him to, like, talk to him, basically. Yeah. Because he says something in ancient Egyptian and then opens his mummy hand, and he's got a bunch of gold in there. Oh, and yeah. He's and like, he, he propositions My Benny. man. Like, my man. <laughs> like he's he's like listen I'm gonna slurp I'm gonna slurp the dick off someone I'm gonna need someone to take care of that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so now we get to the scene uh, that we mentioned before of uh, Rick trying to pack up all of Evelyn's stuff and Evelyn like unpacking so yeah. he like grabs a there's a cat uh, there also yeah and the, there's a cat yeah. there also which is important <laughs> and. Um, yeah, and so basically the conversation is her going, we ra- rose a mummy from the dead, we gotta stop him, and Rick being like, uh, we? we? I didn't read that book. That and, was you. And to me, this is this is Higurashi chapter 2, Watanagashi, it, it, which is a joke that I know you won't get, but I, I know there's at least one person out there who's listening and going and clapping about that one. <laughs> um, I, to anyone, Shout to, out to that clapper. To, to everyone listening, I apologize that Higurashi has poisoned my brain to the point that all I can do when I watch a movie is point out a thing that, about it that is similar to Higurashi. But on the other hand, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good visual novel. <laughs> You're pointing at the screen like Leo DiCaprio and saying yeah. Higurashi. Higurashi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing at Brendan Fraser, this is Keichi Maibara to me. <laughs> so, of course, you know, Rick is not convinced. He goes to the bar because he's just like, we're just going to wait for the next boat out of here. We're not not fucking with that stuff. And um, at the bar, you see this is like super old pirate. No, pi- not pirate. British guy. He, he looks he's like... He's a pilot is what pilot. I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Some old British pilot. Looks mm-hmm. like fucking. It looks like Wilford Brimley. Yeah, might actually and have been played by Wilford Brimley. Hold on, let me check and see if that was the case. I think it's someone else because I think I remember. Yeah, I feel like I would have actually been able to clock Wilford Brimley if it was truly him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's basically saying like, "Man, I, I all the other pilots died. I wish I could die." <laughs> This isn't, I'm the only one still stationed here because everybody else died. I wish I could have gone down in a blaze of glory, but here I am alive. Um, And there's this like fountain on the ground that he keeps like walking in and just being like surprised every time that like his foot is wet. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, he's just a fun little, gosh, I wish I could give the protagonists of some movie a ride somewhere. Um, And then... And then this is when the, this is like, he, he fucking like steps, this British guy steps into the fountain that's in the middle of the room. And he's like, oh, someone let their water here. Yeah, um, somebody, some, sp- someone spilled their drink. Yeah, and there's a, there's a, uh, everyone takes a sip of their shots and then uh, spits it out because it's bad. It's not mm-hmm. a, sh- it's not a shot anymore. The, it's been turned to blood. And then mm-hmm. they look at the fountain and uh, there's a bird uh, taking a bath in it. And um, Brendan Fraser jumps up and says, listen here, cum slut. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No! 
old is Listen Here Come Slut? Five, eight years? I don't know. A long time. Five or eight. It's just so... <laughs> that's just so... Uh, I hope you're ready to, to be... I hope you're ready to deal with the fact that you're... Uh, that it's You're wrong because it's nine years ago. Oh, oh my god. Movie Jack and Jill turns ten this year. Oh my god. That means the Dunkachino commercial turns ten. That <laughs> feels like it just was introduced a year ago. There's been a renaissance. There has been. Um, of all of the things. It's funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> Why, you don't like the Dunkachino? <laughs> Why would I? What is there to like? It's funny. It's the funniest. It's insulting to my culture as a Bostonian. (laughs) (laughs) My culture is not a commercial. You and Neve do that exact same fucking joke and it gets me every goddamn time. (laughs) It's good because the things that are qualified as Boston culture are all terrible. Um, so, uh, the reason (laughs) that the fountain has turned to blood is because... The biblical plagues. The biblical plagues. Imhotep has gotten even stronger because Mr. No-Eyes, who was, um, rescued by the, the, the feral guards, is meeting with someone, with Benny, and Benny is like, yes, this is a very important guy. He is going to eat you. He's, thank you for, he says, thanks for the eyes and the tongue. He's going to suck you now. Uh, he needs the rest of you. He needs that dick. He needs it. And and the, uh, the, the pharaoh takes off his mask to reveal that he is, in fact, the pharaoh. And it's just <laughs> the, the guy with no eyes and reacts on? to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I said, like when a... we were watching, I said it was the opposite of uh, Harvey Dent reacting to the Joker in the hospital in uh, <laughs> Dark Knight. Right, right. It's like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to tell what's yeah. happening. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so he gives him the big suck, unfortunately. <laughs> the big slurp. He, he, he hits him with the... Uh, uh, he hits a, he, he hits, slurps his girt. He, he hits him with mummy slurp. And there's this... This entire team is just weak to ground. <laughs> it's true. Um, so then... Uh, he just kind of... Th- this is when the mummy just goes on a slurp rampage, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So he, yeah, he tries, he tries to, to go after the rest of them and that, you know, um, he is about to, uh, attack Evelyn, we think, um, when a cat lands on the piano and goes, and he turns around and he's like, what the fuck? And it's a cat. And so he's like, I gotta get out of here! And he yep. turns into a sand tornado and he just evaporates out of the window. It's really funny because the way that he turns into a sand tornado is like Wonder Woman getting into costume in the old in like old TV show stuff. <laughs> yeah, like he just... starts to spin himself around. Yeah, he does a little spin a Rooney and then turns into a dust cloud and flies away. Mm-hmm. And he also uh, to just to mark it, he, he has gotten a little more fleshy. Yeah, he's there's a guy there now that you can kind of tell. Yeah. Um... So then they go to uh, the the, archae- the Antiquities Museum because Evelyn is like, this guy will know something about it. And when they get there, one of the pharaoh, Carlos Maza, the pharaoh, pharaoh guard is there. And 
Um, so it turns out that the librarian is also a member of a secret society that is like 3,000 years old and created to stop people from re- reawakening the mummy. Which, oops. Um, so this is where we learn, like, you know, the rules of the mummy. Like, he will, he regenerates and gets more powerful by sucking the whole group dry. Yep. Um, Cat will ward him off until he becomes full power and then nothing, he's not afraid of anything. I do enjoy, um, I do, I do enjoy a weaponized, I, I do enjoy a weaponized mundanity. It's, it's always fun. <laughs> it is, yes. Especially because the way he holds the cat out in like a later scene when he's like, look what I got. It, the cat's just like hanging. It's, yeah, it's funny. Um, and the mummy has already picked Evie, um, to be the human sacrifice to bring back his mistress. How nice of him. So he wasn't attacking her earlier. He was about to kiss her. Yucko. Yuckaroo. <laughs> um, and this is where I, the, the, this is where a guy literally says like, yeah, he gets his power from sucking us dry. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just like, I mean, that's relatable. It can really energize you, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, no, no one gets energized when they get sucked dry by this guy. Yeah. Well, but he's, no, I'm just saying sucking someone dry can, you know, you can feel refreshed afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Cock is one of my favorite flavors. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, I have to assume, I don't know, you know. Um, and he's getting stronger and they can tell because he's got another plague, which is the solar eclipse. So they got to find this, um, this Egyptologist guy. Um, but first Rick is like, um, but Evie, you are not coming with us because you're the human sacrifice. Like, obviously I, like, I think he does it because it's, she's the, a woman, but also it does make sense that like, Hey, the mummy wants to kill you. Maybe you shouldn't hunt the mummy with us you know yeah yeah so um it's funny because he's like okay evelyn you stay here you three come with me like the three guys and all four of them object for like different reasons where the guys are like i don't want to fucking do that and she's like oh, why can't i go um so then um they go looking for uh the egyptologist and they go to his office and Benny is there, and he's rummaging around in the the office. <laughs> uh, Rick throws a chair at him, <laughs> and and hits him right in the bonks him right right in the conchus. Yeah, gives him um, the conchus of the bonkus. Yeah, and then he that doesn't work, so he throws a chair at him. <laughs> right. Um, and this is where we learn that Benny has voluntarily, it seems. Um, has switched sides and is like an assistant to the mummy now. And, um, he wants the book. The mummy wants the book so he can bring his girlfriend back to life. And he also wants to kill Evelyn so he can bring his girlfriend back to life. Yep. And that we go into the street and he, we see that the mummy has already slurped up the Egyptologist. Womp womp. Um, and, uh, the mummy, 
stands up from doing that and uh, burps up a big plague of locusts. <laughs> so he's like, Rah! and like a huge swarm comes out of his mouth. Okay, and then, yeah, the Americans are guarding Evie's room. One of them leaves to go get alcohol and also some alcohol. <laughs> and uh, the other one gets uh, sucked up by a sandstorm. So the mummy is, like you said, on a sucking rampage. Yeah, he's just sucking till the cows come home. Mm-hmm. And he is almost completely a guy now, because he's got three out of four of them. He's, you know, he's basically a dude. And he also, he breaks into the room that Evie's in and kisses her, and his face becomes a weird mummy face for where he kissed her, which is weird. Yeah. Um. But then, but then Rick comes in and he's like, look what I have. That's a little kitty. So he has to sandstorm away. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. Oh, oh, I thought you, I thought for a second I thought you were doing fucking I'm the Bass fucking GMC photo <laughs> show. It sounded like you were doing that, like the da 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 instead of the do 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 um, they decide, you know, if the black book brought the zombie back to life, they have to find this other book that, um, they had heard about, which is all gold and maybe that will kill him. So they have to figure out where that is. And they're, um, they look outside of the palace or wherever they are <clears throat> and they see that, uh, there's like crowds of people just like walking like zombies chanting Imhotep and um they have like uh sorrows sor- swords and boils boil borals and sores um and sorrels borals and sorrels uh <clears throat> so they have to like get past all of these zombies so they just like drive into them uh but unfortunately the fourth guy the fourth american guy gets pulled off the car and he gets cornered and the mummy Slurps him up, and now he's at 100%. He's ro- he's rocking. Shit. Um, so now they're, like, kind of cornered, you know, and um, Imhotep goes up to Evie, and uh, he's like, Princess, come take my hand, and I'll spare your friends. And, like, Benny is translating, so he's, like, he's speaking ancient Egyptian, and then Benny says the, like, Egypt, the English out loud. And it's funny, because Evie is, like... Oh, uh, you mistranslated that, actually. <laughs> it's uh, good. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but she goes with him, and they're like, no, don't go with him. He's evil and a mummy. The movie's named after him. He's gonna suck that you. Guy. He's gonna suck you! Yeah. And she's like, what do you... Th- that's what the womanizer <laughs> does. That's the whole point of that machine, so it's fine. Um... <laughs> Uh, but she she goes with him because it, it, she knows that he has to take her all the way back to um, Hymenoptera to perform the ritual. So it's like, she's like, I'll be fine for like 20 minutes. Like, just get me before then. <laughs> um, and they escape down a manhole, uh, except for the librarian curator guy is like, go save everyone. And like sacrifices himself by nobly fighting all of the zombies and everything. Yeah. Um. And uh, so then they're going 
uh, they got to go to the Hymenoptera again, and they uh, they go to the airport where Winston, the uh, the pilot, that's like, I wish I could die, um, is there. <laughs> I just don't want to be around anymore. I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> and and uh, he's like, so <clears throat> they tell him the mission, and he's like, is it dangerous? And they're like, oh fuck yeah. And he's like, you promise? <laughs> <laughs> Will I die? Will I die? And they're like, yeah, totally, dude. Of course. And he's like, all right, let's fucking do it. <laughs> and um, Rick is in the back in like the passenger seat. And then the other two of the guys are on one on each wing of the plane. <laughs> um, which he then checks in with each of them. And he's like, how you doing over there, bud? And it's like, why ask? They're on the wing of a plane. <laughs> How do you think they're doing? <laughs> Not great. Yeah, he's he's just he's hanging on. Yeah, yeah. I think he got like I think they got like tied on by like a belt or something, yeah. but they have this yeah. they have this epic they have this epic flight sequence which ends which ends in the funniest way possible, which is everyone surviving the crash, but the plane mm-hmm. nose diving into the one bit of quicksand in the entire Sahara uh-huh. Desert. And, and the, the pilot is, is killed immediately in the crash. He, he, I don't think he's dead. I think he's just unconscious because they like feel his pulse and they're like they don't they don't say anything either way about his alive status, but they just like let him get slurped into the dirt. <laughs> Slurp on my dirt. Slurp on my dirt. Um, I feel like if he was alive, they would have said he's still alive. We could get him out of there, <laughs> but because he was dead, they didn't. Um, yeah, and also during this uh, this chase scene and everything, um, Brendan is like. Uh, Rick is like yelling to the pilot about like you gotta go make the plane go faster and I just love the audio in this movie I feel like they don't yell like they used to in movies they don't like the audio is just like it's not very clean and he's just like pedal faster Wednesday like you can tell he was really screaming as opposed to like the crisp and clear like boot like spoken directly into the boom like they fly now right right exactly (laughs) yeah <clears throat> so um yeah so now uh this is where carlos maza takes off his hat and yes. looks beautiful with his beautiful hair oh. um and then they go they're they're down in the tunnel uh trying to find i guess the gold book and uh is this, the, one, is this, is this one the night the skeletons came to life oh yes yes the mummy um goes to like a carving of like depicting two guys and then he's like wake up and they like climb out of the right drawing he he he, he, like summons an army of them and they have to like it's Mm -hmm. like it's like it turns into like a wave uh, a wave based uh shooter like it's it's call of duty zombies (laughs) for a little bit um yeah great one of the one of if not my favorite moments in this entire movie is uh is Brendan Fraser lighting his match on um, on uh, Carlos Maza guy's f- face. Uh huh. Like, of his beard. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it, just lighting a just lighting a match on the on my homie's beard? Like you know, just doing straight dude things. <laughs> right. Fine. Give me a straight explanation for that. Right. Because he also does I mean, it. Guess- he lights a match later without the guy. He so he didn't need to face. do that. He lights a ma- yeah. He lights a match on his own face. <laughs> He's just like, I just wanted an excuse to touch you. Like, right. 
he it's, has. It's like I mean, he could have he could have lit that rituals. He could have lit that shit on his own, but like it's it's more fun to be to be shotgunned than it is to smoke take a hit of weed yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, it's such a nothing moment in the movie too. Like they don't. There's no like that was weird. Yeah, like, they, they don't dwell on it whatsoever. It's just like, just <laughs> if you see it, you see it. You see it, and you see it, and you love it. um they've also uh oh what is it oh this is also uh imhotep's all of his priests um come out from the under the ground like they do the thing where they like shoot their zombie hands out of the ground and then claw the rest of themselves out um so yeah they're fighting a lot of guys um (laughs) And, uh, oh, they also, they find that they find the gold book in this battle. Um, and, uh, Carlos Maza is like, go save the girl. I'll fight them off. And he goes to like fight off the zombies and, and they run away. And it's just like, oh, Carlos, no, no, Carlos, don't sacrifice yourself. You're the sexiest one in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. No, don't die. Aha. You're so sexy. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so, um, so then we go to, uh, the, the ritual room. Um, Imhotep is there with Evie and the other mummy and he wants to, he's like, bring them back. You know, he's trying to bring her back to life and he's gotten the, to the first part of the ritual, which like summons her ghost or some shit. And so she's there. And, um, the last step is to, they have, he has to kill Evie as the, like, human sacrifice. And he's about to do it, but gets, um, interrupted by Jonathan just going, I got the book! Now what? (laughs) (laughs) Which is just, like, you could just kill her and then deal with the book thing. But he's, like, so distracted by this. Um... So, there, yeah, there's more mummy fights, and uh, Brendan Fraser is just very clearly kicking and punching at the air and swinging around at the air, um, and they have put in mummies afterwards. Um, but at one point, he gets, like, knocked down, and his sword is knocked out of his hand, and he has to, like, try and reach it, but he doesn't have room, like he or he can't reach it. And uh, he, a disembodied hand starts, like, crawling across right. the the floor and grabs the sword and then he grabs that hand yeah, and, and then slashes the knees of the guy who's just being on his damn phone and not looking where he's going <laughs> yeah when you're yeah. on your damn <laughs> i just he has a big ancient... tablet that he's like gonna drop on brendan fraser right. but it looks like he's just reading it ancient egypt and ancient egypt slowly. facebook be like millennials these days are so on their damn stone tablet <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like and by millennial they mean like it just became the year 1000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he said, I've been to the year 1000. <laughs> Not much has happened yet because it's the year 1000. <laughs> um, and your great, great, great grandfather, he's not doing well. <laughs> he survived because you're alive today. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so then it, like the advanced you know we they've defeated the like level one mummies and now the like mini bosses come in that are like 
have more advanced armor and like sophisticated weapons or whatever. And um, they're about to stab Rick and uh, Jonathan finally figures out the inscription on the front of the book and reads it out loud and is able to control the mummies. Yes. And and, is, and Imhotep is like, hey, yeah. speaks ancient Egypt. He, <laughs> speaks ancient Egyptian. And the mummies don't respond to him. He he shouts like, uh, he, he the way that he like shouts, like he shouts something that's obviously a command that uh-huh. like, it's basically like, hey, stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. And then like on the third time he changes the intonation, which is like in the yeah. same way, that, in the same way, like stop what you're doing. Like the same way that I do when I talk to my dog and he doesn't listen to me the first two times I tell him to get in the house. Right. <laughs> Right. What's in in your house? house. Get in the house. Get in the house. Get in (laughs) the house. Get in the house. You. Yeah. (laughs) And it Uh, it doesn't work because he gets, he just gets taken off to blue heaven. (laughs) Yes. So the book um, turned him mortal or wait. No, the book yet? took no. the the spirit of Imhotep that was in this things that was in this body, and then mm-hmm. the body was a lo- around still. Uh, yes, and then they so kill his blue it. yeah his blue ghost goes off, and then uh, and did you say then then and then they kill him? Yeah, then they kill him. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah, and then he just dies from being dead. Perfect. Yeah, um, and then the movie just kind of ends. They they, they they like get out of the crumbling. They get out of the crumbling ruins. Oh, this is when Benny triggers his death trap and dies. Uh, yeah, so he, Benny has been like going around stealing gold and like has this like big you know like heavy bag that he's like trying to lug around and he like sets it down on a lever that is the uh, collapse the whole building lever. Yeah, the button that says explode <laughs> everything in here, and he can't get out of there in time. Uh, yeah, and he. Uh, he's fine until all the bugs come out and start to eat him. Uh, and then, uh-huh. then, uh, Rick, Eve, Evelyn, and, uh, 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 brother Jonathan get out into the desert. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, 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 Carlos Someone Maza puts their hand on Jonathan and they're like, ah, but it's Carlos Maza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could survive. Yeah. And he's like. You guys did great. Love you. Goodbye. And he rides off. Yeah, shouts out, shouts out, Ardith. Bye. See you next movie, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, they then they all ride off into the sunset with the money that Benny stole with the with the treasure that Benny stole from the thing, and then that's the end of the movie. They, no, they don't get any treasure. They don't. They literally the treasure they got was the girlfriend they found along the way. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because the brothers like that, that does happen. I'm just, like, I'm just like looking at the wiki for the movie just to make sure I'm not missing anything, and. uh the the trio rides away on a pair of camels laden with Benny's treasure. Huh. Okay. I guess he loaded up the camels before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he loaded up the camels, and then there's like, well, I could go back in for more though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two seventeen a.m. Well, back for more. Back for more cursed Egyptian <laughs> treasure. <laughs> and the brother is like, oh, we're empty-handed, and Brent Fraser like looks at the love interest, and he's like, I wouldn't say that. And then they do a kiss. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. But then the brother is like, okay, but I'm saying it because I didn't get a girlfriend out of this. <laughs> yeah. That feel when no GF. That's my sister. I'm not girlfriending her. Right. Yeah. <sighs> and that's it. We did it. It's the mommy. Yeah. Um, on a scale of zero to five uh, bottles of bourbon, how many bottles of bourbon are you going to give this movie? I'm going to give this... 
four bottles of bourbon and a shot of bourbon and a glass of bourbon. <laughs> Which is what the one American guy orders I think I'm all, the other I, one to pick I, up I from. think I'm going to give it three bottles of bourbon and also a glass of bourbon and a shot of bourbon. <laughs> Such a fun movie. I would, I, I don't often get a feeling of I could watch this again after watching a movie. Right, like, if, if, if it I was... I definitely feel that way about this movie, like, though. Th- what happened is that um, we I didn't coordinate a watching with you before Friday night, but, like, Friday night I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm gonna... I, I'm gonna watch a movie with my friends because I just like I think I think I thought that like I had talked about it with you and I thought you were gonna watch separately. But then like mm-hmm. the morning after, you DM'd me and was like, "Hey, when do you want to get together on Sunday to watch the movie?" And I was like, "Fuck it, I'll watch this again." Oh yeah, I just I think I just assumed that you always watch the movie before you podcast because I I watched it once to take notes, but then I was like, I kind of just like want to watch it all the way through, right? Like just to have a good time, right? So, um. <laughs> yeah, I guess we didn't have to do that, but I hope it didn't waste too much of your time to do it. I, I got to watch. I got to I spend. It. I got to spend a Sunday afternoon watching the Mummy. Like it's a very, it's good. Yeah, I it's like good. It. Um, I'm going to see if the Mummy Two is somewhere I can watch it too. Yeah, uh, we got a bunch of questions this week. Uh, this All one right. from Jasmine Marsh at Pidmont. What's the hottest part of this ruthlessly bisexual movie? Um, it's 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 Odin Fair in a heartbeat. Ardeth Bay. I, I love you, Brennan Fraser, but Ardeth Bay, you are just <sighs> He is he is very He's very good. That also, can be your answer. Also also my... also in my opinion, underrated heartthrob, the guy who is demanding all of the types of bourbon. <laughs> he is very like Robert Redford yeah, kind of Yeah. Yeah. I like I was I was like, this looks like a guy I should recognize. You know, like I hope he got more stuff after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, to me, honestly, I mean, I think maybe because I was emotionally primed for Brendan Fraser, we love you. Um, I loved watching all of Brendan Fraser's acting in yeah. this. So all of the like really like small, tender chemistry moments, I was just like, ah! <laughs> it's good. <laughs> They're good. They're good. It's, it's like, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm newly single and like lonely or what, but I was watching that kiss at the end so fucking intently, dude. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> because I also I do like to see like a lot of times when people kiss in movies, they just like are smushing their mouths together. Right. And you can just tell that the actor is like, okay, five, four, three, <laughs> two. Okay, now we can separate lips. Yep. And it was like Bleh. But I didn't get that. Yeah. From Brendan. Um Hieronymus Goat at Curse Goat asks, you're tasked with inventing a new biblical plague. What is it? Okay. Um, I mean, if I want to just, like, get it out of the way as fast as possible, I would just say um, a ton. What? Norovirus. <laughs> Norovirus. Just, 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 like, nothing, nothing too deadly as long as you're staying hydrated. Just make the entire city just shit their brains out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, no, but there's there's like multiple plagues that are just a shit ton of bugs. Yeah. So I would just be like, oh, a, a, a plague of um plague of moth uh, mo- moth plague of moth. <laughs> Love this animal. The plague. The plague. <laughs> yeah. But what are the other ones? So it's like the sun gets blotted out. Let me, let everyone me look up, gets let me look weird up all boils. Plagues. The I'm trying to remember water the, uh, I'm trying to remember from fucking King the Prince of Egypt. I send the rain, I send the frogs. 
That, okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, frogs. Plague of frogs, yep. yes. Water turning to blood, frogs, mm-hmm. lice, flies, livestock pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and the killing of firstborn children. That last one really does not fit with the other ones, I gotta say. <laughs> The first and last one kind of go hard, and then the other ones are like, there's too many frogs here. Lice would suck. Lice would definitely suck. Livestock pestilence also, not not great for the food, the feeding of your village. For sure, but I could definitely see, like, the middle eight really happening of just, like, has anybody else noticed there's, like, a lot of frogs around (laughs) lately? This, This is the opposite of a plague to me. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah, that's the opposite it's, of a problem the only problem about it is that now i have to be extra careful when i go out for a walk so i do not step on a froggy right exactly I, I just, just like, like, has anyone thought about putting little cowboy hats on them problem just, solved just I, I just like i'm imagining myself like like I, I open the door to go outside and it's fucking it's 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 raining frogs i'm like oh, fucking this again and it's like i step outside and i'm just like i'm like shuffling my feet forward and uh-huh. not lifting them off the ground because i don't want to step on a frog <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That would be the worst part. Yeah. Um, but a really bad, I don't know, really bad plague. I think, uh, nor- everybody's- I think nor- norovirus, I think, is, I think I hit the nail on the head with that one, but what do you got? <laughs> Everyone's arms fall off. <laughs> Did they come back I- Did they come back on? No, it's a plague. It's oh, bad. Oh, shit, that's not good. You're, I mean, your firstborn dies? That's You're not coming back from that. No. Well, your firstborn isn't coming back from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just want to up the stakes a little bit. If I wanted to get kind of a mid-tier one that nobody will notice whether or not it's it's definitely a plague of moths. But <laughs> definitely a plague of <laughs> I love this animal, the milf. The milf. <laughs> um, uh, morgue or haunting haunting the morgueology. Uh, at Haunting the Morgue asks, I read somewhere yesterday that it's the Brennan Fraser Renaissance or something. Do you think this is true? Also, what does that actually mean? Because I have no idea. So what this is in reference to is the fact that Brendan Fraser was blackballed from the film industry for a long time because he was sexually harassed by a powerful person in the industry and mm-hmm. he did not really want to take it sitting down. And as a result, he was uh, for him not wanting to stay for like he was blackballed as a result of it. And he's only been talking about this openly. I'm speaking open. out. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he, he's only been speaking openly about this over the last couple of years. And now he is mm-hmm. like this, the effects of this, especially in the, in the Me Too era was really helpful for lifting this blackballing from his, from his career. Yeah. And now he's like, he's going to be in a movie that's directed by Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in it, which is like, that's like from zero to the big leagues as you can go. I mean, he wasn't at zero, yeah. but like, you know. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting, too, because, like, I mean, I have only seen, like, George of the Jungle and this. Yeah. I've seen, so uh, it, I've seen Looney Tunes back in action a lot. Is he in that? Yes, he is. He is the, he's the main guy in that movie. Amazing. Um, and I feel like maybe just because the movies that he were, was in were in, like, the 90s and kind of goofy, I I don't know of him as, like, a dramatic or, like, particularly serious actor so i'm very surprised and delighted to hear that he's going to be in a a scorsese film and Hmm. you know i assume it's not a comedy i don't know but um, that would be really cool funny was it on purpose i I don't know i haven't seen the movie Uh, well, I haven't either, so let's talk about it some more. Uh, Nevi Sticks at Nickel Wolf says, When I'm Hotep, 
Also, what class of <laughs> Halloween monster is most due for a renaissance? Like, honestly, I'm Hotel. Like, I know I'm a furry, but like, I could, I could, I. There's not enough werewolves in movies these days. If you ask me, I need to, not enough scary werewolves in True. movies these days. Yeah, yeah. The only other werewolf movie I can think of is Twilight. Yep, and they're not scary in that. They're not. Um, yeah. I was gonna say like maybe a Frankenstein, but they did that. I feel they, like they did that with I Frankenstein. Remember? <laughs> I yeah. I think there's a lot of like stitching together a guy, like just made up a new guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of horror. So yeah, I think werewolves is a good answer. Uh, lastly, from Lacan D's nuts at Janos Kapavati. Janos uh, uh, sent us a tweet uh, from the Dark Universe that says, Witness the beginning of a hashtag Dark Universe, which has uh, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, uh, Russell Crowe, and two actors that I don't recognize just on site alone. Um, okay. And th- this, was tweeted, this was tweeted around the release time of the Tom Hanks Mummy movie. Um, oh, okay. And uh, Janos asks, which of the scrapped Dark Universe movies would you have most liked to see? And I have prepared for you a list of movies that were existing in the Dark Universe. That were okay, fabulous. In the, that were intended to exist in the Dark Universe. Because so, I've never heard of this before. The first one is The Mummy, 27. They were going right. like to do like a Marvel Cinematic Universe of these movies. Um, okay. Number two was, it was going to be The Invisible Man, the one that came out last year with What's-Her-Name from The, from the Handmaid's uh-huh. Tale. Um, but that kind of got retooled to not be in the Dark Universe anymore after the after the Mummy flopped so bad. And then uh-huh. here is a list of upcoming here is a list of upcoming films uh, in the Dark from the Dark Universe uh, Universal Monsters Wiki. Uh, so I have no idea how how how. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just looking at this list because we've got Bride of Frankenstein to be to be announced. Dark Army, mm-hmm. to be announced. Renfield, to be announced. The Invisible Woman, to be announced. Monster Mash, to be announced. Frankenstein, to be announced. <laughs> Little Monsters, to be announced. <gasps> Creature from the Black Lagoon, to be announced. Van Helsing, to be announced. The Wolfman, to be announced. Dracula, to be announced. The Phantom of the Opera, to be announced. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, to be announced. Invisible Man 2, to be announced. And The Scorpion King, to be announced. Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, that's dark. that's Dark Pictures. That's so... Rant does not fit, in my opinion, does I, not fit I, I with the rest on, of those. I just clicked on one of those out of on a, on a lark just to see what the wiki had to say. Uh, so this, here's, here's what Dark Army has. Dark Army is an upcoming film and an upcoming installment of The Dark Universe. Directed by Paul Feig, the film will, fi- the film will feature a mix of established universal monsters and original characters. Dark Army will be released in the United States at an unknown date. So that's just the opening salvo. So let's get into the content. Synopsis to be added. Plot to be added. Cast to be added. Production. Pre-production to be added. Filming to be added. Post-production to be added. Release. Dark Army Dark Army will be released in the United States at an unknown date. Critical, <laughs> critical reception. IMDB. TBA. Zero reviews. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Appearances. Locations. Earth. Events to be added. <laughs> Items to be added. Sentient species. Humans. Organizations to be added. Mentions to mentioned to be added. Oh my god. Just don't make an article yet. Yeah. It's come. So, this so, movie's so, going to be a movie eventually one day. Probably. Let me run down the list of movies that are absolutely not going to happen uh, and just get, get your take on this. So, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, Dark Army, Renfield, The Invisible Woman, Monster Mash, Frankenstein, Little Monsters, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Van Helsing, The Wolfman, Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Invisible Man 2, The Scorpion King. 
There are some on there that I'm very glad aren't being made. Such as? Um, such as The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, and The Phantom of the Opera doesn't need more media made about it, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and I just don't know what they would do with Dracula to make it sexy? Scary? I don't know. Um, I, I, for me, for me, I just want Monster Mash because I want, I really want them to make, because to me, Monster Mash obviously reaches their Avengers. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would really love to see just like the super sacrosanct, uh, like marketing for it being like, all you've seen, you've seen the money <laughs> and Dark Army and Renfield and all of your beloved characters are coming together to band against this one evil in <laughs> Monster Mash. Monster Mash. They did the mash. They, uh, yeah. fucking, fucking like uh, a melancholy cover of Monster Mash playing over the trailer. <laughs> oh my they god, Taylor's Taylor did. Swift acoustic version. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> I would like to see another Creature from the Black Lagoon movie. I think it's just because I like Shape of Water, so. Yeah, we should do that. You and I should make that movie? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. I have a um a onesie that's like covered in scales, so I can play the creature. Oh good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so we're gonna do uh oh that's God, I forgot how this fucking show ends. Um Val, thank you so much for coming on and doing this okay. podcast for me. I really appreciated it. Uh uh, absolute delight to have you on. I cannot think of the last time. I, I laughed very, very hard at this, and I needed that today. Oh, I'm I'm glad. I, I feel like there were some parts where I was like, I'm not... <clears throat> I'm not carrying her enough. Uh. No, you you are... Th- there was one waveform in the sand, and that's where you dragged my... That's where you dragged my ass through it. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? What's your things to plug? Where can people listen to you? Uh, do other well, good content? Well... Well, um, yes, yeah, so I am Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub. Buh. The second B, of course, stands for Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, I am uh, one of the hosts of the Zero to Zero podcast that we uh, talked about earlier. That's on Noise Space. And I'm also bringing back, speaking of uh, podcasts that have one host and rotating guests, um, my podcast LMNOP that I used to do with my former former partner Alec is <laughs> we're not together anymore so I'm re- uh, restarting it in September with uh, rotating guests so I would love some people to listen to that and support me <laughs> we, we love listen for me on that one yes yes um for the record our breakup was fine and I still like Alec as a person Glad to um, hear. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to think that, like, you know, somebody did something. Yeah. Um, but Somet- yeah, I'm also sometimes on... these things happen. Exactly. Um, I'm also on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, not a threat to fact. Uh, but yeah, those two are. Yeah. My main ones. Um, 
thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find me on Twitter at SunHatGenia. This podcast is on Twitter at FearBaiting. We also have a Patreon. One buck a month gets you episodes early when we get them out. We got an episode up early last week, so good, good for you. Pat myself on the back for that one. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash free bring one book a month tip jar, get episode early, five bucks a month message right on the podcast and, uh, name right on the show, 10 bucks a month, all that. And you can make us watch a movie. So thank you much. Thank you so much to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so much. Um, Ooh. uh, like I said, I'm Sonat Jane on Twitter. Uh, thank you to noisebase.xyz for hosting this and so many other great podcasts such as LMNOP and zero to zero and Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die, which I'm also frequently on. Um, mm-hmm. you can listen to the other podcasts I do on that network, such as Special Grade Snacks, a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast I did with my friend Kay, or the Wonder Years, which is an Animorphs reread podcast I'm doing with my friends Blair and Seda. Speaking of Blair, thank you to Blair for regularly editing this podcast for me, and thank you to, uh, people you meet outside of bars for our incredible intro and outro music. Find them making music under, if you just had to peep, oh my god, if you just had to gaygothvibes.online, you can find more of their music. And I think that's everything. So until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Val. And remember, you can get sucked off by a fucked up guy anywhere. Lord knows that's true. (laughs) Bye, everyone.